Stay tuned for Love Talk with Evelyn Davison and Kathy Engerbrock. Special guest on the program today, Chaz Winkle, the Bridge 1120 afternoon host. The name of his show is Chaz Live. Today's topic on the program, Living and Loving Connections. Ellison Salazar, Garage and Body Shop. At Ellison Salazar, customer satisfaction is our main concern. For a tune-up or major body work, Central Texans have trusted Ellison Salazar for over 55 years. Ellison Salazar. Hail damage specialist, smoothing out life's dents and bumps. Big or small for you and your car. Now at three locations, south at 4501 South Congress, north at 8808 Research Boulevard, and new northwest location at 8425 Anderson Mill Road. Road. Call 444-5555. That's 444-5555. Ellison Salazar. Fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch. From inspiration to insurance and protection, all for serving the Lord Jesus. We all need insurance. Why not work with an agent that understands the biblical principle of protection and risk management to ensure your family's future? Ray and Justin Garner are Christian business professionals who will put a Christian perspective on your insurance and inspiration. Needs for auto, home, life, business, health, boat, motorcycle, RV, and dental, and church protection needs. Ray, Justin, and Luana can be reached at 626 4880 or 986 4944 for church protection, personal protection, and business protection. Ray and Justin are independent Texas businessmen that have dedicated their lives and business to the advancement of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ through Austin Triad Ministries. Call Ray Garner Insurance Agency and ask for Ray at 626-4880 or Justin at 986-4944. George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. These CASA friends are professionals with more than 40 years' experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at CASA at 334-7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So, big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300. Thank you, Mike, uh, and good morning. I am Evelyn Davison. And this is Kathy Enderbrock. We are in the studio here at KTXW. In the beautiful Central Texas area of the great state of Texas, Kathy, and we are so thrilled to be here. We are, and it's been such an incredible week, and it's always fun being with our listeners and getting to share what we've done and what's going on in Texas and talk a little bit about maybe what the Lord's doing. Well, and what He wants to do in us you and betcha. what we, He is doing in us. We are going to be talking today about connection, God's passion to connect, to connect with us. And for, especially for times such as these today. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason he wants to ke- connect with us is that we would get connected with him and with all those whom he has brought uh, into our love fields. He didn't plant us here, Kathy, just to be pretty. And that's a, well, and you do, do that well. 
you, you look pretty and you smell good. But I tell you, you know, when God plants a garden, just like any good gardener, he makes a plan. And we've talked about this before, that God is a plan maker and a plan keeper. And he has a plan for our life that he alone can fulfill. And he opens those gates of love and redemption, connects us to his heart, and then teaches us how to connect with the world around us, how to be in it effectively without being corrupted by it, and how to have a joy-filled life that he's given us. That is so true, Kathy. And we have a great program plan today. I'm going to let you introduce our our guest today, he is an old friend of mine, but he, I know you're just beginning to get to yes, that. Yes, well, he, you know, right before we came on, Evelyn, he teased me with this incredible, he kind of shared the first part of his testimony, and then he's leaving me on this huge cliff, and it's killing me because I want to get straight into that. But um, I, I'll, I know he will do that in his time. We have with us today Chaz Winkle, such an incredible Man, very transparent. And, you know, one of the things he tells us is, I've just messed up so much, the only thing I can do now is write. And <laughs> and uh, he's been married to his beautiful wife, and I do mean beautiful wife, wow. Loy, for 23 years. He is the father of eight, grandfather of ten, and he is going to be hosting his own drive time show with KTXW. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, people are going to be able to call in and talk with him and get to know him. And so we're excited to share him with our listeners today and get to know him a little bit ourselves. Chaz, welcome to Love Talk. Well, it's great to be here. Is it really? Yes, it is. Well, I, I have to check my children out, you know, a little bit. I feel like I'm your your grandmother uh, or your mama. Uh, Chaz, we are excited about the new adventure ahead of us, and we want to talk about that first today. What is it? that you're going to be doing here at KTXW in just a few weeks. You're just getting really close. Yeah, our projected start date right now is April 30th, so that's a week from this Monday. And um, we've been working on this project since June of last year. And uh, one of the things that we needed to have at the radio station was a live uh, talk show. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be setting up Monday through Friday from 5 to 7 p.m., and uh, it's going to be an interactive show. It's going to be things that we talk about, topical issues that are going on in the world and in our local communities, as well as issues that we deal with as the body of Christ. Well, you and I have known each other a long, long time. I don't even remember how we met. Do you know how we met? We met through the Christian Business Network. I thought that was true. Yes. Uh, we used to have this, uh, was a weekly thing at Shoney's. Right. And uh, we, uh, there were maybe one or two ladies and a whole bunch of good-looking guys. But I was old enough that I was harmless, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> and I took all of them under my wing and became their mothers. And, uh, you know, one of the things that is um, so exciting about looking backward in our life, Chaz, is to see how God uses people and brings them into our life. I've known your mother-in-law a long, long time, uh, Sandy Hayes. She was um, on, I believe it was Channel 7, uh, with the Romper Room. And she was a music teacher, and uh, we did, that was some of the first TV I did when we came to Austin. And so we have some really strong background connections. And one of the things that um, I want us to talk about today is um, what it really means to be connected. And I don't mean just with the Lord Jesus, but I mean in the world around us, the everyday dailies of life. 
And that's what you're going to be doing primarily with your new radio program. Is that right? That's right. Just to, to reach out and connect people um, and let them know that they're not alone. You know, that, uh, one of the consultants that we've been talking to has been talking to us a little bit about the, the four most important words that are you are not alone. Mm. And a lot of people feel alone. Um, as they're driving in their vehicles to to and from work and to and from soccer games or the things that are going on in their mind and they're worrying about issues and it isolates them. Well, you know, and this is one of the things I love about you, Chaz, is it's not just about being connected, but it's being connected well in a healthy way. And, you know, I've had those experiences in my own life where you have a connection that goes very, very bad or you have a number of connections that are influencing you in a very negative way rather than in a positive way. And so some of us might withdraw and say, you know, it's better to be alone than to have to deal with the muck that is out there. And so one of the things that I love, you have about 150 different topics that you have prepared that you're going to be talking and engaging the listeners with and looking at healthy connection, worthwhile connection, how to be connected in a way where you are living and growing well and impacting and sharing life with others um, it, with and, and how do you say so that you are not alone and that you're also filling that void in others so that they are not alone but you're doing this together in a in a very Christian godly way it's important to know how to do that it is and it it takes a joyful heart are you happy with all this chance <laughs> ecstatic would be a more appropriate word. Lori comes into my office as I'm doing show prep and getting ready thing with all the topics that are going on. And, and she says, would you quit smiling? You can feel your presence coming all the way up into the front of the house. <laughs> I love it. Okay, now you're going to be talking to a bunch of Texans. Were you born in Texas or are you one of those who just got here as fast as you could? No, I, I moved here in 1991. I'd worked for an advertising firm uh, out of California and I was a troubleshooter for them. So I spent 36 weeks, basically a year on the road. And traveled to and from. We had 41 offices. And so uh, when I moved here in March, the uh, manager that I was replacing out of Houston, Texas, his name was Kenny, and he became a Christian. And we worked for a Jewish company. And so he ended up leaving there because he had went to Lakewood Church and had found Christ and, uh, you know, dedicated his life. And so they brought me in as the pinch hitter at that time to set up that office. It was the number one office in the country. Mm. What was your product? Um, I sold advertising with supermarkets. Supermarkets. Mm-hmm. So we spent a lot of time, and, and I would be out on the streets training people and hiring. That's how I met Lori, is she answered an ad in our paper um, and uh, hired her because she was attractive. Oh, Not because she was now. talented and could sell. <laughs> well, now, hey, we are in marketing, so, you know, that kind of, and when you're selling a product, that exterior product does does uh, count for a lot. But as, as you have walked us through the story, you said she was gorgeous, but she was terrible at marketing because she was so pure of heart, and you had to fire that girl. Well, I mean, it's, <laughs> the story goes, and this is, uh, I hired her in June. Um, she worked with our company for a couple of weeks and we could see that she just wasn't going to be able to do it because they, they, she had to be a salesman and Lori is not a salesman. She mm-hmm. is very She's pure of heart. Yes, very artistic, very musical. Uh, her degree's in music. And so as we were, you know, gathering the fruits and nuts for sales, she just, her basket was always empty. Mm. And, uh, but I, 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 I liked the way she looked. The package was there and, um, uh, 
you know, prior to that, I'd been married three times and had six children. And uh, so I was not what you would call a catch. So I had to be a salesman. And uh, I had the, the long hair and the, the mustache and the tight jeans and the cowboy hat. And I fit well in Texas. Fit well. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Missouri. In Missouri. And if you're from Missouri, that's how you pronounce it. That well, is right. I was so let me correct that for some of you. It's Missouri. I actually was born in St. Louis, so I I spent uh, summers back in St. Louis growing up, sleeping in the attic of my grandmother's house with no air conditioning. It was the hottest, wettest summers of my entire life, so I'm a little bit familiar with that state. Well, Chaz, what was it like growing up? What was your family life like? I grew up without a father. Um, my mother and, and father um, separated when I was one, um, and so I never really had that part of my life because uh, I had two older sisters, so I never really was able to enjoy a father, but yearned for that. That was, was my hunger, um, and it was very difficult because it, being the youngest out of a family of three, um, or, uh, three you know, children, it put us in a position where I had to grow up fairly quickly, and I had a paper out when I was eight and mowed lawns, and mm-hmm. I basically have earned my own money since I've been eight years old. So you grew up pretty independent then, really turning to yourselves, and yet you had this this yearning. I love how you say, I yearned for a father, because most individuals will yearn for something and never know exactly what that is. That is so true. Well, we're always searching. I mean, you're, you're, you're looking for something. And I grew up with a mother who was very industrious to, to try to do things. She was a nurse, um, but she couldn't raise her kids and be a nurse. So she started a daycare center. And if you guys can imagine with my last name being Winkle, the name of the, the daycare center was Wee Willie Winkles. Oh, Wee Willie Winkles. I it, love it. It's kind of like Johnny Cash with a boy named Sue because we had a big red shoe out in front of our house that said Wee Willie Winkles on it. So you can imagine the torment. <laughs> uh, and the bullying that w- that went on, and of course the bus stopped right in front of my house to pick us up. Oh gosh! So you can you can see that when I entered those bus doors, well, I had to pick up. You know, a our, the early part of our lives uh, set seeds for needs. That it sets seeds for needs, and as we get older and we begin to recognize what those needs are, uh, if we are open to hearing what it is God has to say about it, we're able to begin to fill in and bloom and blossom and bear fruit. And that's what he says, you know, in John 15:16, You didn't choose me, I chose you. And not only have I chosen you, but I have planted you in a love field where I want you to grow up and bear fruit. We want to take our break, Chaz. We come back, I want to find out what brought the biggest changes in your life as you grew into adulthood and what what it was that that created a need for you to have a different type of family each time you remarried. Right after this, stay with us. Ellison Salazar, Garage and Body Shop. At Ellison Salazar, customer satisfaction is our main concern. For a tune-up or major body work, Central Texans have trusted Ellison Salazar for over 55 years. Ellison Salazar. Hail damage specialists, smoothing out life's dents and bumps. Big or small for you and your car. Now at three locations. South at 4501 South Congress. North at 8808 Research Boulevard. And New Northwest location at 8425 Anderson Mill Road. 
code. Call 444-5555. That's 444-5555. Ellison Salazar. Fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch. From inspiration to insurance and protection, all for serving the Lord Jesus. We all need insurance. Why not work with an agent that understands the biblical principle of protection and risk management to insure your family's future? Ray and Justin Garner are Christian business professionals who will put a Christian perspective on your insurance and inspiration needs. For auto, home, life, business, health, boat, motorcycle, RV, and dental, and church protection needs, Ray, Justin, and Luana can be reached at 626-4880 or 986-4944 for church protection, personal protection, and business protection. Ray and Justin are independent Texas businessmen that have dedicated their lives and business to the advancement of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ through Austin Triad Ministries. Call Ray Garner Insurance Agency and ask for Ray at 626-4880 or Justin at 986-4944. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow, these guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or 512-258-0093 or www.timsmithlandscaping.com You're listening to Love Talk with Evelyn Davison and Kathy Enderbrock here at The Bridge, 1120 Today's Christian Talk. And welcome back. This is Kathy Enderbrock in the KTXW studio with uh, the love lady herself, Evelyn Davison, and we have very special guest, Chaz Winkle. Now, Evelyn took us out... Um, Asking a pretty direct question of Chaz here, and I just want to, for our listening friends, kind of give you the setup here. Uh, so, Chaz, you grew up in, in really a less than ideal environment. You grew up without a father. Your parents separated when you were when you were one years old. Uh, you were the youngest of three. You were fiercely independent, uh, having to kind of fill that male role yourself, uh, working, uh, beginning to earn a wage at, at age eight. And uh, stepping onto a school bus each morning with uh, ready for fighting words. Okay, so I want so you're kind of on a path that a difficult path. You had this great yearning for a father. You had a difficult family situation. Talk us about talk to us about the biggest changes that happened in your life. And and I want to do the good and the bad. I mean, I know you're very very open, very transparent. So share with us those huge changes uh, that that uh, you stepped into and and then those big changes that the Lord stepped into. Well, I, you know, I, I think Kathy, one of the things that happened is in an early age is I learned things from a women's perspective. And at that time I was frustrated with that, you know, put the cat back on the toothpaste, put the toilet seat down. <laughs> These were things that I grew up with. I had to wash dishes, you know, and, and my wife would tell you now she was so grateful for that time in my life because these are things that are, are very, well, in our house, our household, even though my wife has a studio there and I office out of there and we have 90 students that run through there constantly, our house is always meticulous because both of us just, we pick up after each other. There's no, it's, it's just a very simple house. But those seeds that were sowed years ago are what brought me to that point. And again, that was frustration because, you know, my mama made me do it. And, you know, we hear that from our own kids as they, they grow up. 
But one of the things that I was looking for was an identity. And, and you had to go outside the house because with three women, you can imagine what it was like growing up in that household. And, you know, I tell a sister, my oldest sister, is uh, she has her master's in economics. Um, I have another sister that almost has her, her doctorate in uh, as an MD. She is a physician's assistant. And then you have me, you know, just uh, <laughs> the, 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 the black sheep of the family. Those are the things that when we look at how we were trying to do things back in the, in the early 60s, we were just trying to get through life. And there wasn't a lot of programs like we have now. And so we had to go out and search them, and I found mine in athletics. So athletics with the coaches, that, that male figure came into my life, and that was what really pushed me on to succeed at that point is because I had a drive to, to excel and get out of where I was at. So even though it was a tough life growing up in a small town of 600 people, we grew up across the street from a ball field. And when those lights would come on, I was in my element. And uh, I, I took great joy out of that. And, you know, it was difficult because here was a lonely boy. I played ball, played well, was got into all-stars. And then what would happen is, is after games were over, all my friends were going up and meeting with their parents and their friends. And wow. I was down on the field all by myself. So I spent a lot of lonely time. Uh, very lonely boy. Um, even though I was good at what I did, um, there was there was just that that void that was missing. And I'd imagine because you you are so good with your words, you are such a, a, a talker, an influential talker. No one would have guessed how what the loneliness that was going on inside. No, no. I mean, you you learn to mask and to hide. It's one of the things Evan and I used to do seminars together, and that was we talked a lot about masking, because when your personality is not where it needs to be, you tend to hide behind something. And I, I did that very well. I love that because, you know, right now loneliness is in epidemic proportions um, in the United States. I mean, loneliness is one of those things that, that is being identified as, as killing Americans. So, all right, let, let's go on from there. Let, let's talk about that. So you were incredibly lonely. You were given this drive. You were working towards... Um, success in, in, in sports at this point, and that was giving you your motivation there. So what's the next big thing that gets a hold of your life? Well, I think at that point, you know, as, as a boy who's looking and growing up with, with girls, then I turned my attention to, towards girls. And, but, you know, <laughs> big time. Yeah, I mean, that was, that was some of the things that, you know, it's always in the back of your mind. But you, when you grow up in the environment that I did, you never feel worthy. You know, worthiness is a big situation. Of course, that's worthiness, unworthiness leads to loneliness. Mm -hmm. And those two go hand in hand. And so it put us in a situation where you start doing things and manufacturing and making up. Um, today, we call that lies. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, at that point in your life, you don't understand that. And so I became a manipulator. I started to manipulating situations and I started working through and, um, and, and even though they're, most of the characteristics that come out of that are, are not good. What it does is it teaches you how to survive. And so I went into that survival mode. And with, with not having money or coming from a, a household that had money, I learned to basically do everything I could to um, put myself in a place where I could succeed. Chance, how do you see uh, that type of lifestyle that you had then uh, and we know that, you know, the Lord just, you walk through some really tough, tough divorce days and other days uh, till you met Laurie and the Lord began to move in your life. What was it that he did specifically to change the direction of your life? 
Well, I think, Evelyn, because I had been married three times before I met Lori. And, and you were how old at that point by the time you'd been married three times? I had been married three times and had six children, and I was still not even 30 yet. Not even 30. Wow. Okay. So uh, very traumatic, and the fact is, so I grew up in a household without a father. And I had four children with my first wife in five years. Hmm. And then I left her and became the person I despised all of my life. What was that? Uh, uh, when, when, you, when I walked away from my first wife, and again, she's not to blame for this. You know, after I, I divorced my third wife, I realized the common denominator between all that was me. And so I had to, I had to do some soul searching at that time. Mm-hmm. But when I say that I became the person I despise, I grew up in a life of just desperation, not having a father. And so when I left my four children, and I traveled all the time, so I was never home for them. It's, it's amazing that I have any kind of relationship with any of them because I, I just left them. And so that, I lived with guilt. It was probably four or five years ago that I was finally able to overcome the guilt from all that, that turmoil that I had created. So that, that desperation is what really took me down. Mm-hmm. So how, how like that is it in the society in which we live today? What do you see that playing out? Probably more prevalent than it's ever been, Evelyn, because we have, when marriage doesn't have the sanctity that it, it did, even when I was going through that, you, you, we're in a situation right now where I, there's a show on television that's called The Immediate Marriage or something like that, and it's mm-hmm. just they don't know each other because there's no, there's no sanctity in marriage. And so when you don't have sanctity in marriage, why, are you gonna have, why would you have that as a parent? And we have kids raising kids raising kids. So now we're, we're two generations deep into this. And therefore, we have set the, the standard for what it is. And it's not a good standard. And that's because a lot of our kids are, are not around that environment of, you know, knowing what the, the body is, knowing what the church is. The church, to a lot of the people, is it's something that they go and fulfill a religious obligation mm-hmm. for three hours a week. And the rest of the time, they don't. Well, you know, this is, in listening to your story, Chaz, this is what gives me hope knowing, okay, there's a hope for a good outcome here because, um, and, and I wish I could give the scripture reference. There's a, a scripture, and, and Evelyn, Chaz, you may know it. It says that in those days, they will boast about things which ought to cause them shame. Now, the fact that you have, have done these things, but you're feeling tremendous guilt, there is something there that is saying, I'm doing the wrong thing. This is not the way it's meant to be. There is something that is amiss here. I need to step back and take a look at myself and figure out what is wrong. So with with us, if we are able to say, hey, I've done this thing, but I recognize it is bad, there's the seed of hope. Yes. Because once we can recognize that we have done the wrong thing, then we are able to take steps to fix the situation, do the right thing, and turn from our wrong behaviors and turn towards God to help us figure this thing out. So that's... So that's what gives me great hope here that this story is going to have a good outcome. I know it has a good outcome, but the first indicator for me is that you recognize you were doing the wrong thing. Has, um, how important. Let, let's talk about some of these things that are different today from those years that you're talking about, not just in your life or in my life, right. but in, in Texas, in America. How, how important is it for a father's image 
to be one of a caretaker. Well, if, if, if we had that in our society today, we wouldn't have the issues that we have. Um, you know, Austin is the place where they took prayer out of school. Yeah. You know, when Madeline Murray O'Hare, which actually my wife went to school with Robin O'Hare. Um, and so it was very prevalent that when we started removing God, that we removed the male. And uh, discipleship became a, a moot subject. And so we put ourselves in a situation if we don't, if we do not have fathers, men raising men. I mean, I grew up with an incredible mother. I, I love her. She is. She did an incredible job at doing everything that she could to provide for us, she, the sacrifices that she made. But she was never a male. And that role was always something that I was pursuing. Well, now we have images of male, whether it's athletes that are with drugs and carousing around and doing all the, the other things, or it's, it's uh, actors, that what we see on the, the big screen. Those are the things that are more detrimental to our society than ever before because it's so prevalent with the media that our kids have. We don't communicate. We don't talk to them. And uh, yeah, my boys will tell you it's completely different in our household. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing that is coming up now is the kids are learning at a very early age. They use this term. Oh, that's old school, Dad. Yeah. You don't say that at my household. Yeah. My boys would tell you, and I've got one that's a, a Marine. He doesn't <laughs> say that because he said that one time, and we talked about that. Oh, no, it's not only old school. It's the only school. Mm-hmm. And this is it's what we have to have is we have to have that discipleship mentality where we as men, if we do not take the inheritance that has been given to us by our fathers and and grow it, then we're going to lose it. Well, you know, the scripture says that iron sharp, sharpens iron and the force of manhood is iron in that, you know, we are the male in society is the one that is the warrior and protector according to, you know, the image that we have that God set forth for us. When we think about uh, how different life is today, uh, we're talking about making connections uh, with our family in a manner, with our children, uh, you know, with our spouse in ways that can build on relationships, that builds and not destroys or that magnifies the, the real virtue that comes from womanhood or from manhood. And when we, we need to take our break, when we come back, I want to talk about servanthood with you, um, Chaz. Uh, there are just hundreds and hundreds of things that are different today than they were when I grew up. Right. I grew up in the big thicket, and my grandparents didn't have electricity. Uh, But that's not the kind of change we want to talk about. We want to talk about the attitude of the heart that God gives a man to be the protector and provider for his family. Right after this, let's take a break. We'll be back with Love Talk and Chess Winkle right after this. Day after day, we are constantly hearing about how bad everything is. Isn't it about time to hear about what's right and good? Isn't it time for some good news? If your answers are yes, then you need the Good News Journal. The Good News Journal is published by KTXW's own Evelyn Davidson 
and it's packed with news and information about the good things that are happening. With a healthy dose of hope, happiness, and humor, the Good News Journal is distributed free throughout Central Texas at hundreds of locations, including Walmart, Popeye Chicken, Central Market, Bob Bullock Museum, libraries, churches, and other locations. And did we say the Good News Journal is free? For advertising information or to have an article published, call Good News Journal at 249-6535. The Good News Journal is an inspirational, patriotic journal published bi-monthly to bring you God's good news. The Good News Journal, 249-6535, or read it online at thegoodnewsjournal.net. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow, these guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or 512-258-0093 or www.timsmithlandscaping.com George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. These Casa friends are professionals with more than 40 years experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at CASA at 334-7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300. You're listening to Love Talk with Evelyn Davison and Kathy Enderbrock here at The Bridge, 1120 Today's Christian Talk. And welcome back. This is Kathy Enderbrock. We are talking about connection today, God's passion for connecting with us. And we are having our special guest, Chaz Winkle, soon to be the 5 to 7 p.m. drive time talk show host on KTXW 1120 AM, The Bridge. We are so looking forward to that. Well, Chaz, welcome back. Now, Evelyn took us out talking with you about some of your um We've talked through the, the challenges and the difficulty, and, and Evelyn, you transitioned us into uh, talking through the Chaz's view of women, because right. obviously it, to have three marriages by the age of 30 and to be divorced, to finally realize something's wrong here, I need to take account on the common denominator here. We had some views that were wrong there, so let's talk through that view towards women and how that changed and how God changed that? Well, I believe there's there's a couple different things. One of the things is we look at um, is a male position in the household should be one based on leadership. And, of course, the male has to lead. But there's two ways to lead. And one of them you'll have follow. People will follow you. The other one they won't. They'll fight you. So let's let's deal with that. The first one is tyrant. If you are a tyrant leader, people won't follow you. They'll be frustrated. And, and let me give you an example of that. So my son is doing something, and I tell him to stop, and he says, well, why? I, I'm enjoying doing this. Because I said so. That's a tyrant leader. Um, a, a servant leader basically takes the time, breaks it down, so that that son then can understand that. 
And when you go into great detail, and what you'll find is your kids start to understand. They pick up on those things. It's their learning. This is how they learn. Because if we're allowing our kids to learn with what's going on with, you know, um, the, the programs that are on television, the media that they're, they're watching in the movies, and the relationships that they have with their, their school friends, we're in trouble. Because most of them, you know, we have a lot of, we have 50, over 50% divorce rate in the home. So a lot of them are coming from broken homes. And you know what that is. And I know exactly what that is. Mm-hmm. Been there, done that, have the t-shirts, got a hole in it. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, it, it, how did, how did that change your attitude, uh, when you met Lori and it, and she was a different kind of gal? What did God begin to, and it had to be him, Chaz. Yeah. Absolutely. You I didn't mean, have anything left to fight with or no. woo someone with. Well, and I think give us a, a smaller, similar picture of that. So when I met Lori, Lori was like I said, pure of heart, and and she had something that I hadn't had before. Um, and so I, you know, I'm, I'm searching what what is it that she has? Um, because it wasn't her beauty, because she was very beautiful from the outside, but it was her internal peace that she had. And I think we're all searching for peace. We just don't know what direction we have to go to find it. So I had I had been in a life where my first wife was very domineering. You know, I I, I worked basically three jobs. I worked 20 hours a day so that I didn't have to spend any time at home. I did that six days a week. It was just easier for me to work and go without sleep. Wow. Um, it's very domineering in that. Um, but I knew when we were married, when I was 19, she was walking down the aisle and I was crying. And my best man said to me, he says, what's going on? I said, I'm happy. Again, you learn to manipulate and lie. I was scared to death, but I, I didn't have enough guts to say no as she was coming. To, I didn't have enough guts to stop it. And so, uh, and then my second wife, I had an affair with her with, uh, while I was married to my first wife. And, uh, then of course she had an affair with my, one of my best friends, um, later on. So it turned around comes fair play. And then with my third wife, um, hired her, she already had two children. Um, she ended up dying later with, of cancer, but, uh, I, I, we divorced before that because there was just no foundation. So I was searching for something and not knowing what it was, but what I was, what I found with Lori is that I was attracted to her inner qualities the longer we spent time together. And I think for, for the, the females out there right now, that's make sure that you are setting the right paths. You know, <clears throat> I hear a lot of people, especially women, talk about boundaries. I need to set up boundaries. I need to set up love. Mm. The love is the, is the key component. Um, if we're not established in love, and when, I'm not talking about amore. You're talking about a healthy love with healthy boundaries and and healthy control. Absolutely, I'm with you. Well, love is all-encompassing. It's not just the physical attributes. Mm-hmm. It's the internal attributes. Absolutely. Because the reason, if physical was the, the key component, then what you were originally attracted to, you would you would stay there. It becomes more emotional. And so what happens is as you mature in Christianity, as you mature in your relationships, you start to understand the value of that relationship with God first. Because God is the center of our our household. He wasn't for the first three marriages. He wasn't for the first 30 years of my life. Mm -hmm. And then on August 25th of 1991, my current wife, my favorite wife, by the way, (laughs) Lori, was very instrumental in bringing me to the Lord. Because she would not allow me to pass the the place where a lot of other women would. 
And uh, as as I was laying in bed one night after she had told me that I need to get a life, um, and that was August 24th of 1991, I realized that I really cared for this woman. And it wasn't just the physical attributes. It was the internal attributes. And so the difference is, Evelyn, to answer your question is, is that when you have someone that is only fulfilling a part of it versus someone that you can see with a future and a hope and a, and a glory of, of that, then you tend to work through those processes. You'll, you'll, you'll go jump through hoops. You'll walk through the fire. You know, Chaz, that's one of the biggest battles that's going on in the state of Texas today over the sanctity of marriage. And how important it is that we follow what it is that this nation was founded on. And that is freedom, you know, to be whom God has designed us to be. And to protect our families to the degree that God's pattern is what? It's marriage. Well, and, and when you look at the marriage, so we, let's, let's just be open and talk about homosexuality. And the, the, the world, like right now would want us to have that there is no gender, you know, that, that male and female are totally equal. Well, God didn't make us that way. Our, our parts don't fit together. But worse than just the physical attributes, it's the emotional attributes don't fit well together. But yet we have women who like to spend time with women, and there's nothing wrong with that. But once it crosses the line, then they're out of context of what they should have. And therefore, it becomes very skewed. And, and Satan is masterful at, at putting those things in there. So we have all these issues that are on the table. And the reality of it, it's all sin. Mm-hmm. But when we, if, we, if we're going to fight it in the flesh, we're going to lose. Mm-hmm. We have to fight these things in spiritual. When Excellent. God gives us three abilities to deal with, you know, the mind, soul, and spirit, and we spend most of our time dealing with the, the, the physical part of it, our, our minds or, you know, the things that are there, it's going to put us in a, in a bad situation. That's why discipleship is very, very important. It is. And, you know, through the years, I know you've done a lot of that. But, you know, we mentioned earlier what a servant's heart is. I know that you, Lori, is a, a master musician, and uh, she has great influence on the lives of young people today, and I guess adults as well. And in the course of her do, being that kind of person, that kind of servant, it's brought you into this realm. Do you do music? <laughs> no. <laughs> she doesn't even let me sing in the show. No, I know. <laughs> But one of the things that I want us to talk about is what servanthood is. Once you come to know the real, the reality of God's relationship with, with us individually with Him, and then in a marriage, in a family situation, because it's just not male and female. It is, you know, children. It's, it's that, it's the little baby to the, to the Marine that you have, that you have today. Right. Uh, we, um, we are so, uh, servant-minded today that God shows us in, in a worldview of what we need to do at a given time, most often in our own communities. We need to take our break. When we come back, Chess, I want us to talk about what real servanthood is and what you and Lori are doing now in that regard right after this. Stay with us. Day after day, we are constantly hearing about how bad everything is. Isn't it about time to hear about what's right and good? Isn't it time for some good news? If your answers are yes, then you need the Good News Journal. 
The Good News Journal is published by KTXW's own Evelyn Davidson and is packed with news and information about the good things that are happening. With a healthy dose of hope, happiness, and humor, the Good News Journal is distributed free throughout Central Texas at hundreds of locations, including Walmart, Popeye Chicken, Central Market, Bob Bullock Museum, libraries, churches, and other locations. And did we say the Good News Journal is free? For advertising information or to have an article published, call Good News Journal at 249-6535. The Good News Journal is an inspirational, patriotic journal published bi-monthly to bring you God's good news. The Good News Journal, 249-6535, or read it online at thegoodnewsjournal.net. Hi, this is Steve Washburn, pastor at First Baptist Church, Pflugerville. We're the ones who just built that beautiful new 33,000-square-foot worship center there on Pecan Street, just as Jenner Town. Say, listen, if you're looking for a church home, I wish you'd come check us out. Lots of other folks sure are. We're one of the fastest-growing fellowships in the Austin area. We're trying our best to offer something for everyone. No matter what your situation in life, you'll find good friends here. I know I'm biased, but I believe we have some of the most uplifting worship services you'll find anywhere. Many of you are familiar with Tom Cotter and his praise band, By Design. Well, we're fortunate to have them leading our modern worship experience at the 11 o'clock hour on Sunday mornings. That's our largest and fastest-growing group. But I'm also excited about something new we're trying in our 9 o'clock hour. Daniel Reclue is one of the area's most gifted choral directors, and he has reinvented one of the only genuinely traditional worship services in the area for those of you who are boomers and long to return to the joyful worship of your youth. Listen, Google us at First Baptist Pflugerville and come see us. Was your website built by a programmer or a marketer? It makes a difference, a huge difference. Think, marketing is a local boutique ad agency that builds websites around you, your business, and your customers. This approach is Y-O-U-centric. Visit thinkmarketingtexas.com to learn more. That's thinkmarketingtexas.com. It won't cost you to sit down and find out how you can have a website that looks fantastic while making you money. Come on, isn't it time to update your website? thinkmarketingtexas.com. ThinkMarketingTexas.com. You're listening to Love Talk with Evelyn Davison and Kathy Enderbrock here at The Bridge, 1120 Today's Christian Talk. And welcome back. This is Kathy Enderbrock for our final segment of Love Talk. We have been talking with Chaz Winkle and my co-host, Evelyn Davison, about connection. And Evelyn, you took us out just so beautifully prompting Chaz that we're going to be talking about this principle of servanthood and Chaz you said that in the leadership over the family that there are two types of leadership there is tyranthood and there is servanthood now with tyranthood um, those under you will fight you with servanthood those under you will follow you let's talk more about this servanthood if you will well servanthood is 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 critical matter of fact it's the only way the other option is is based on failure Um, and, and we know with one God one way and we, we're fighting that as a, as a society right now. Servanthood is about uh, the spiritual implications. You are to serve because you spend time with others. Tyranthood, you're fulfilling flesh, you know, because you're trying to fulfill all the carnal things that are around you. But with servanthood, you serve others. You spend your time thinking about them. You know, it's like um, my wife. One of the things that when I, whenever I pull up into our driveway, I back in. I turn the car around, I back it in, and 
um, I'm ready to go. So I am thinking two or three steps in advance. So with Lori, I always do that with her. I always, okay, she's got an appointment that she's got to go here. If the car's dirty, I'm going to go wash it. That's servanthood. That's mm-hmm. the ability to deal with. These are such small things, but once you set and establish these habits, it becomes a very simple way of life. You know, and I love something that you said over break. It ties to responsibility. You said, you know what, if Lori wakes up in the morning and she's sick, she's not feeling well, you know, that's my responsibility to step in then and get done what needs to get done. That's huge. You know, that is huge, Chess, and it's not only for our family, and you are so right, Kathy, but it's for the love field where he's planted us. Yeah. And you all have a major ministry in Round Rock. I want us to talk about that because it's ministry outside of the pew and outside of the pulpit, outside of the baptistry or the communion table. We go to church and we worship, and the Lord fills us with the excitement and the power to be who he has designed us to be. That's that's why he said, don't forsake that. You know, you've got to have that. It's like a family. It's at nighttime, you, you know, you, when you come together as a family for dinner or whatever. But that's not all our life as Christians. Right. Our life has got to be multiply connected. We connect to the Holy Spirit. We connect to the Lord Jesus. We connect to our churches and the organizations. But then we are to go outside that and connect with the world in which we love. That love field where he's planted us. And you all are doing that so well in Round Rock. Let's talk about that. Well, Mission U2, um, we started November 19th of 2012. Uh, Lori and I, previous to that, when the Bastrop fires were burning, would go down every weekend and we would... Those 15 plus 100 homes that had been that had lost, we went down there and cooked for those families. Uh, we we knew we had to do something. Lori and I are sitting, you know, in our nice house or on our back deck out with looking at the golf course, thinking, you know, what can we what can we do? And we decided just one day we were going to go down there. So we went down and we we searched around and we found this organization called Mission U2. And what they were doing is they were cooking meals, and we were taking them to hotel rooms. And we would go into these hotel rooms, and there would be, you know, seven, eight, nine. We had one uh, group with one bed, and they had uh, 12 people wow. in there. And we would take them, uh, you know, hamburgers and hot dogs and bottled water, and we'd take it door to door. And then we'd ask them if we could pray for them. And so we fell That's in love tricky. with that. Yeah, we I fell love in that. love with that that ministry. And we felt like when we came home after that, a lot of that was winding down, because we did that for almost six months, that it was time for us to do something on our own. We had to get out of ourselves. You know, we had become, we're getting close. We have one child left at home. What are we going to do? And so we approached um, the uh, uh, Round Rock Independent School District about setting up on one of their, their campuses and to feed. And so we started that November 19th. It took them about three months to allow us to come in because, you know, we're, we're pretty bold on yeah. who we are. We tell people that we're the hands and feet of Jesus. We're here to serve. Mm-hmm. We're here to love. But other than that, you know, we don't ask questions. And so we, we've served up to 800 every Saturday. We've been doing this 27 wow. months in a row. We've never missed a Saturday, even when it's 22 degrees and very cold out. We, we pull up. We have a trailer now that uh, we bring out the, the grills. But we really sow into these people. And it's been solely on love, Evelyn. You would, you would really enjoy this because when you love people right where they're at and you don't question anything, Absolutely. it changes their world. 
we had one little boy, Dominic, uh, that they had been displaced here from Katrina. Mm. And uh, Dominic was six at the time. He's now nine. And uh, he was putting hot dogs in his pocket. Aww. And his mother got all over him and said, you don't take that. This little nine-year-old boy taught me one of the greatest lessons. He was taking it to his next-door neighbors, whose who mom and dad worked on the weekends, and they didn't get to eat. Oh, Broke my sweet. heart. Yeah. And today, that little boy, whenever we pull up there, he runs and he jumps in my, my arms. And we have learned to love this family. We've just expanded our family tremendously. If, if something were to happen to Lori and I, we would have hundreds of people now that would, would step in and take care of it. Lori and I just took our first, we took a month off because we had been doing this consistently. And it went off without a hitch. You know, so we serve anywhere from five to 800 every Saturday. Uh, hot meals. It's all volunteers. And it's all donation. All donation. Every, all the food is donated. Yes, everything is donated. How did you get started doing that? I mean, what did you, what was the first step when God convicted you? You needed to feed. What, the, you need to feed the need. What, what was the first step you took? Well, being a guy, I know that if you, if you attack somebody's stomach, that you're, you, you can get there. And so Lori and I, we funded a lot of it our, our very first, okay. you know, because we just didn't have the funds. Now we've been able to raise the funds and we have people that are constantly donating. And there's months that go by and I'm thinking, oh, how are we going to make it? But God provides. Mm-hmm. We quit worrying about, you know, are we going to be able to do this? Yeah. And when you start serving God's people, he's the one that is the provision. And we know that. But when we've got people that coming from all different churches, at one time in our serving line, we had a Jewish family. We had two Mormon missionaries. We had the Methodists. We had the Baptists. We had the non-denominational. We had um, the Lutherans and Episcopalians all serving in unity. It was one of the most phenomenal things that I've ever witnessed. That's How do they find out about you? You know, and to serve, not to be fed, but to serve. Um, they can go on to our website, Mission U2, and it's mission, the word mission, the letter U, and then two is an also, T-O-O. Okay. So you can go into .org and uh, just push on Round Rock, and there, there's nine locations across Central Texas, and each one of them has their own flair. That um, They started out in Kingsland with meth users, mm-hmm. and so they have a whole different ministry there. Um, and what we've done is we've primarily dealt with the Round Rock ISD has a thousand families that are homeless and we don't want to isolate them. So we just feed the community. Mm-hmm. And again, we don't charge them anything. We put a donation bucket out there. Sometimes we'll get 20 bucks. Sometimes we'll get 200 bucks. But what happens is, is that we've got our meal cost to about a dollar. So I can fix a nice hamburger, a uh, hot dog. Um, and at times HEB will help us out with some things. We also do disaster relief. We were up in uh, uh, West. We did forty thousand hamburgers that wow. month in the West. Wow! And then we went to more Oklahoma and and when the, uh, You know, when you look at that and you look at a life, uh, there are no leftovers. <laughs> we okay. very rarely have leftovers. Uh, because you have a passion and a vision to do what Jesus called us to do. He said, "When you give that man who's thirsty a drink of water, who are you doing it unto?" Through, he said, you're doing it unto me. And that's the thing that is so needed in our society today. And it's just been wonderful today talking to you about all of this. Um, I want to give you an opportunity to, to give us a word from God's word. What is, what is one of your favorite scriptures? 
as you serve him? I, I think probably one of the, it's the first scripture I ever memorized. It's Isaiah forty thirty one. You know, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall walk and not be weary. They shall run and not faint, but they shall mount up on wings of eagles. And uh, for the longest time in my Christian walk, and, and again, it's been 23 years really at this point, um, I look at the word wait, and I'm not a very patient person. And, and the, the derivative from that was difficult. Mm-hmm. But then when you understand what wait means, it means to serve. Yeah. And so it's when you read that scripture, it says, they that serve the Lord mm-hmm. shall renew their strength. Yeah. Man, that made a, an impactful difference to me. Well, you know, one of the reasons that we're here uh, every week, twice a week now, Chaz, is because the Lord called us to this ministry 31 years ago. And during that time, you and I were tra- traveling. We were doing personality seminars. We were doing a lot of different things. Uh, with every stage of life, God has a plan. And, and, Kathy, that's what you wrote about in our book, Pray and Your Praise Across Texas. God has a plan. And he wants to make that visible and audible to us as he would speak to us. Uh, tell our friends how they can get in touch with you. I think probably the easiest way is to go on to Mission YouTube. Okay. Or you'll be able to, to contact me at the web, uh, at that radio station. At the radio station, atxwfolks.net. Well, Kathy, it's been really great uh, being here today. And thank you, Chaz, for joining us. And as we look at where we are uh, in, in, our, in our community and in the state of Texas, we do know, Kathy, that God is at work and great things are happening. But there are still great needs. And the greatest need of all in any one person's life is to come to know the reality of the love of the Lord Jesus and make that connection with him. And you may do that today very simply. If you acknowledge that you're lost and you, you were a man like Chaz until the Holy Spirit became resting in his life, you believe that Jesus Christ died for you and loves you, and see you would confirm that and begin to confess it in a world that's looking for the answers to the issues of life. We do thank you for joining us. Tell, us how they, tell them how they can get in touch with us, Kathy. Absolutely. Uh, you can uh, come and check us out at lovetalknetwork.com. It's lovetalknetwork.com. You can uh, hear this radio uh, program once again in our archives or call us on the love line at 512-249-6535. Friends, thank you so much for joining this week. We love being connected with you. And uh, we hope you know this week that you can be connected to the one that will always be with you. You will never be alone when you're connected to him. Have a great week. We'll talk with you next time.